Well, not too many things make me happier than having the president of Yeshiva University in our studio. President of Yeshiva University is uh, Mr. Richard Joel. He is here this morning spending some time with us at JM and AM, and he has brought along with him the um, dean of a brand-new school up at Yeshiva University, which we will explain, that's Dr. Paul Russo. Mr. President, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate that, Dr. Russo. Pleasure to welcome you as well. Good morning, sir. Couldn't, for... couldn't you have an afternoon show? <laughs> Why, is this a little rough? <laughs> this is more difficult on the schedule. See, if I had an afternoon show, you'd never be available. You're at all those events constantly no. up at the Yeshiva University campus. It's you'd true enough. We, we, should, we should build you a studio there rather than in lovely Jersey City. Now we're talking. Now we're or at least an auxiliary studio. We'll now talk. we're talking. And, and, and don't even, don't even, let's not even get into the discussion about some of the old studios up at Yeshiva University because I heard a rumor that the studio where my career was founded... Uh, well, I, should, I should be careful how I say this because it was transformed many years ago. It's not, it's not a studio anymore. But that building uh, uh, the, the, it has a questionable future. Let's put it that way. We're thinking of building a shrine to you. Oh, is that what it's going to be used for? I'll quote you on that and see, what, see what happens a couple of years from now. <laughs> you know, I want to start, and we're going to get, obviously, to the Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies, uh, which is brand new, and that's the reason that Dr. Russo is here with you. But I wanted to start, if you, if I, if you don't mind, uh, with a unique perspective that not, that that many of us don't think of in regard to Yeshiva University, you know the and you wrote about this, the um, university life in the United States of America. I wouldn't say is dominated by this, but for our community, it seems to be a major issue. That's of course BDS, a boycott, divestment, and the sanctions, and uh, the movement is widespread. It is likely a movement in some way, shape, or form on, I don't know if you'd agree with this, 80, 90 percent, maybe somewhere around there of college campuses in the United States, some type of presence, I would guess. But you have the unique situation where there's no BDS movement on your campus. And as obvious as it might be, I thought it was very interesting that you, th- you took the opportunity to point it out to everybody. Yeah, I think it's important. I think, first of all, the, uh, uh, the notion that... Uh, that Yeshiva University serves as a uh, beacon of the institution that is deeply tied to Israel. We fly the Israeli flag, and uh, while there's a diversity of views, of political views with regard to Israel, mm-hmm. uh, there's no um, lack of unanimity on the notion that uh, that Israel is, uh, must flourish as a uh, Jewish democratic state within um, recognizable and defined borders and boundaries. Uh, but also that the attempt to delegitimize the state of Israel um, and Zionism and to some degree by extension Judaism uh, is something that is beyond the pale. Uh, In our school, although students uh, are certainly not part of it, they're certainly affected by it because they have friends in other schools, they watch the news, they're concerned about the destiny of Israel um, and uh, uh, as... uh, Our visiting professor, Rabbi Sachs, Lord Jonathan Sachs, often says uh, that in this generation uh, there is a a constant morphing of anti-Zionism into anti-Semitism. No question about it. President Richard Jolis here, Yeshiva University. And and if I get the point uh, accurately in terms of what you presented in the op-ed piece you wrote, um, the way BDS is being handled as a... 
as a topic, as an academic uh, uh, tangent. I don't know exactly how to put it, but the way it's being handled on college campuses in general, it, it, it's being done in a very dangerous way. It's being done in irresponsible ways. That, was that the point you were making? Well, I really think that the, that the BDS movement, as it's being played out, is clearly a political movement masked as a human rights movement, and that's always very hard to counter in a contemporary campus environment where the underdog or the other is always considered right. I will say that universities struggle strongly uh, in how to deal with it. Since I wrote uh, my op-ed piece in a, in, a, in a work called Inside Higher Education, right. I've received dozens of responses from university presidents um, speaking uh, in terms of solidarity with the views that I expressed. Uh, I think most universities are not uh, havens for uh, the, the BDS movement. I think university administrators aren't quite sure how to deal with it. I also would tell you that it's not the overwhelming presence on all campuses. Right. Students don't wake up in the morning and say, what's happening with BDS today? Right. But it is pernicious and it is present. Yeah, my point was that when I said 80-90%, that there's some. You know, it might be small, might be, you know, an event or two. You know, but uh, but but there is some presence. It's a presence on most campuses, right, and uh, and it's a very uh, um, uh, intentional move uh, at not a limited issue, but a broader broader issue. It's uh, April of 2016. How are things on your campuses? Um, thank God, uh, the uh, our tree is starting to bear uh, bear fruit in many ways. Um, literally, I mean, our tree on uh, the Wolf campus is right. uh, is growing. I think our students are fabulous. It's uh, springtime. They've just finished their midterms. Um, our numbers are uh, very high, and uh, the pleasure these days and this time of year is to see the next steps for our students who are graduating and to uh, enjoy the pleasure of the success that they're having. And uh, many people watch very closely to see how Yeshiva University is doing, both those who are great fans of Yeshiva University and maybe some others as well. What can we tell them about how the 2016-17 academic year looks. Are people abandoning the campus or will it be as flourishing a campus as usual once September rolls around? But no one's abandoning any campuses. That's just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeshiva's on a roll. And both of our campuses, the Wolf Campus and the Barron Campus, are alive. Uh, Esther and I, my wife and I, just spent uh, Shabbat uh, uh, on the uh, Barron Campus at a Shabbaton with about 250 students. Uh, about 125 uh, men and 125 women, and just to see their commitment and their recognition that they're in an environment unlike any other university environment is great. Uh, our numbers are incredibly promising for next year. Our honors program members have already been uh, selected, and we have a rolling admissions policy, uh, but certainly we are in every way on an upswing, and uh, and there is no reason for a student who shares a commitment to a Torah lifestyle not to be at Yeshiva University so long as they have the capacity to uh, handle a serious academic uh, uh, schedule and program. And you and your staff, if they're able to handle it, you and your staff will make sure that nothing will stand in their way to be at Yeshiva University. No, we do everything in our power. Look, uh, Yeshiva University is not a public university. It's a private university. Right. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, a high-quality university, so it's an expensive proposition. Uh, of the top 50 universities, our tuition is number 49 in terms of the 50. In, in, in addition to that, we discount tuition uh, by about uh, 47, 48 percent. Uh, Twenty percent of our students have the capacity to pay full tuition. Eighty percent are on some type of financial support. Uh, and for that, there 
there are uh, there's a wonderful education both in terms of academics and in terms of Jewish studies. There's an environment that's incomparable. Uh, there's student life that's wondrous, and there's a professional success rate that's astonishing. So please God, if you if you uh, if you can do it and you need to be at Yeshiva University, you'll be at Yeshiva University. And people shouldn't decide beforehand that uh, they can't afford it. Frankly, they can't afford not to be there. Mm. Amen to that. Uh, a few of the very most important minutes of radio, in my opinion, have just been concluded. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, you're biased. Now. Uh, your son is doing beautifully. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> President Richard Joel is here from Yeshiva University. He is, uh, uh, with him is Dr. Paul Russo. Dr. Paul Russo will explain as the brand-new dean of a brand-new program. Yeshiva University is proud to launch the Mordechai and Monique Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies, which will offer students of all ages the opportunity to further their education, careers, and intellectual aspirations. The Katz School is named in recognition of a $25 million commitment from Drs. Mordechai and Monique Katz. If we have a core principle about philanthropy, it is this, invest in people, said Mordechai Katz. And the best investment you can make in people is through education. He's a former aerospace executive and current vice chairman of the University Board of Trustees. Monique Katz, a retired radiologist and graduate of YU affiliated Albert Einstein College of Medicine, serves as vice chairman of the Stern College for Women Board of Overseers. Um, we could start with uh, the president. We can go to Dr. Paul Russo, explain the brand new uh, Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies. Dr. Russo? Hi. Uh, so thanks very much, Nahum, for inviting us and giving Pleasure. us the chance to tell the community about the new school. And thanks very much to the Katz family um, for their confidence and support. But they were clear when we first met. Um, they recognized Yeshiva's excellence, and they reiterated how important it is that we stay in that, in that, uh, in that realm. But they also called on us to expand the university and create opportunities for others. And, and Mrs. Katz, Dr. Katz, was very clear. Um, we also want to make sure that we create more opportunities for our women. Um, you know, and in thinking about that, this is my take. Um, Yeshiva, Yeshiva University is an academic powerhouse. And the Katz School is just the next... Uh, piece in the portfolio of programs. We're going to focus on professionally oriented majors, uh, master's, doctoral, um, and select undergraduate programs. And I think that is just one more way the university is fulfilling its mission to the community and now looking beyond. What would be some of the programs that would be included in that? Select undergraduate programs including... So... We are thinking to partner with some other schools uh, in management, a little bit about my own background, and this has to be discussed with my colleagues. I'm pretty new, um, but we're thinking more towards design, technology. So there's uh, all the things that seem to dominate academia these days, right? All the things where employers are saying we need more talented <laughs> right, exactly. people. Exactly, the workforce <laughs> dictates the type of education we need to give our youngsters out there. Well, let's be clear that this is an education and this is an enterprise that's built on a firm foundation. Yeshiva University right. is committed to thought. Is committed to young people um, looking at education not just as the acquisition of skills. Uh, but the acquisition of some wisdom. And there are new fields that are emerging that require that kind of, uh, of diligence. Uh, frankly, there are new technologies that we should use. Uh, rather than have technology use us, we have to learn to do that. 
and I think we're ready for the CAT school, and we're ready to uh, to push the envelope and to go beyond building upon what we have. The CAT school will offer a range of degrees and fields that run the gamut from marketing, allied health, and community education to data science and cybersecurity. Sounds very 2016, to say the least. It sounds very 2017. Yeah, exactly, and beyond that, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, speaking with President Richard Joel and Dr. Paul Russo, uh, when does this go into uh, into effect? When does all this start? When is we are live. Sir. This is it, huh? We the school's are already already there. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. Sure. So I am particularly excited about one of our programs. I'm excited about all of them, but we are launch- We have launched a master's in speech language pathology, and these are people who work with children and adults. And this program is special. I've had experience with a few of them before coming to yeshiva. And this has a focus on medical speech-language pathology. It's one of the few in the country. Um, Faculty are excellent, really. And we have summer school going. Um, And this is, again, really exciting. Tons of courses, some on campus, some online. Um, If uh, your kids are looking to sort of advance advance and move towards graduation a little bit faster or there's some courses they need um, to fit in their major, we may have them. You should check out the website, yu.edu slash summer. Again, that's yu.edu slash summer. And there are two really fantastic travel courses. Uh, we'll have a month in Israel on a dig in Tel uh, uh, And then there is a one-month trip to Mexico. Um, very affordable, $3,500 about, plus airfare. You couldn't take a cruise for this price. And that's a course? That is a... That is a course... And a whole experience, one month in-country, on-site. Um, you know, it's interesting, and, and we've pointed this out on more than one occasion. I think when Dean Strauss was here last time, we made a very big deal about this for, for good reason. The summer school option in our community is so vital. And President Joel, we've discussed this, how you know there are students, both men and women, who like to extend their stay in Israel. Summer school becomes an unbelievable opportunity to make up some of that time as they you know or, or to bargain with their parents about how much time they're going to be spending <laughs> in israel and it's a it, it's really a unique opportunity in addition to that those who find themselves not able for whatever reason to take advantage of your curricula during the regular school year and there are people in the community you know who have other interests and are pursuing other things the summer is a golden opportunity for them to step in and take those courses and the fact that some of them are being offered online obviously is a very uh, big advantage. So. No, look, it's a wonderful thing. Most of our most of our students uh, uh, still uh, study in Israel and receive a year's academic credit for that, and therefore they're technically able to graduate in three years. Right. We, of course, urge them to look at our curriculum and to spend a fourth year. But in doing that, and particularly if you're planning for a specialized area, uh, the summer is an opportunity for you to take advantage in a somewhat let's pressured environment, uh, either for courses that you need or to supp- supplement it. Frankly, not just Yeshiva University students, but summer, mm-hmm. the summer program is an opportunity of lots of people to be able to benefit both from the quality of our faculty, the proximity of New York, uh, the capacity of having first-class online classes as well. Yeah, I mean, this is a point that we've made many times, that people from outside the university uh, have the opportunity to take advantage of it. Um, the uh, and and we mentioned the online component. The first initiative from the newly established Mordechai Monique Katz School of Graduate Professional Studies will be supporting a new online master's degree program offered through Sy Sims School of Business, which makes sense because it's the same system, right? When you left Sims, in many cases, when people left Sims, they left with a master's. Am I right about that? 
Some. Some did, correct? And um, this one-year 30-credit program will feature a special emphasis on digital and social media marketing, as well as a uniquely collaborative course structure that will offer students a multifaceted approach to real-world marketing challenges. Again, talk about 2017. It's all the things that uh, that people need. The key is uh, that it's a master's in marketing. It's it's a field that's critically important. Um, We do have an undergraduate degree in marketing. This is next. Right. Uh, information about all this, as you said, on the website, right? It's on the website, and you can start. An easy one to remember is yu.edu slash cats. Again, that's yu.edu slash cats. All right, yu.edu slash cats. Now, this is interesting because, you know, people wonder about uh, cutbacks and about eliminating certain courses, etc. And then it, it, just the opposite happens. Yeshiva University comes out with an announcement like this where not just a course, but a school, a program, a you know, something that will dominate the schedule has been announced. Look, like all universities, uh, yeshivas are trying to adjust in a proper way to the new economic realities of life, but move forward. Frankly, what we offer is too important uh, not to be successful. And we have, as uh, we've spoken of before, uh, taken all kinds of uh, steps uh, to make sure that we're spending money properly, effectively, and uh, and in maximum ways. We are not cutting courses. We are not cutting majors. Uh, we are using faculty more effectively. Thank God we have an extraordinary tenured and tenure-track faculty who uh, are offering um, tremendous courses. Uh, we uh, There aren't a lot of undergraduate schools where the vast majority of classes are taught by tenured and tenure-track faculty. We continue that. So while we're trying to have every efficiency we possibly can and to use everything properly, speak to students. Next time, have real people on instead of me. Have some of our students on. Ask them about the quality of their experience, the quality of their academics, the attention that they get from uh, faculty, the mentoring that they get from faculty. So that stands. I would tell you that it's critically important uh, not to stand in place, but to move forward. And the CAT school is next. I will tell you that out of a, a position of responsibility, there's no way that we would offer uh, new enterprises or new programming without the philanthropic support and urging of leadership. I mean, Morty and Nikki Katz uh, have been stalwart friends of Yeshiva University and shapers of Yeshiva University, and it was their view uh, that uh, what we were talking about in terms of a school of graduate and professional studies was really necessary for all of us. And uh, the trustees who are very responsible really embrace this so long as there's the funding necessary to say that we're not diverting funds from elsewhere. And the CATS benefaction makes that possible. Um, not that I would ever suggest that parents should... Uh uh, well, maybe metal is the wrong word, but make strong suggestions to their children about how to go about their academic future. But there are probably, and we know this from experience with this radio show, there are probably parents out there right now who are listening to this conversation saying to themselves, oh, my gosh, this would be perfect if I can convince my son or daughter to pursue this. It would fit perfectly with their schedule or with their you know, dreams and aspirations regarding their own Talmudic studies, etc. So I can give you a million scenarios, trust me. Uh, is there a way... And this question is for both of you. Is there a way for that parent, or even better, that son or daughter, to come to Yeshiva or place a call to Yeshiva and just consult on this? You know, trying to find out, is this for me? Would I fit in? Is this, you know, would this be the right fit for my futures? Are there people there that you they bet. You um, for the For summer school, you talk to Either summer right or through the um, For the master's degrees... You'd call right into uh, into the Sysims uh, Graduate Center. You could email 
graduate application at uh, yu.edu. And for any parents who want to learn more about the SIM school, my cell number is <laughs> go for 917-293-3911. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. I'm so excited about people calling personally that I also uh, want to urge you to call Paul's <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> in all my emails. That's it's no big but, secret. But Nachum, your point is well made. I don't think I don't think you know when when a child grows and uh, a parent uh, puts them on a bicycle they're not meddling with them they're teaching them right. and it is true that as our children grow more independent then the instruction that parents give turns to influence but i must tell you not only is it a responsibility to keep offering guidance to your children but it's an enormous need that children have to be able to hear that guidance make their own decisions but, but life, if it's rich, is a family partnership. No question about it. And uh, parents can be influential in a very positive way. They can also take classes. They themselves. You know, there's a statement I once heard that says the person who is too old to learn was probably always too old to learn. Wow. So speaking of parents taking classes, yeah. there is something I didn't mention to you. We have a phenomenal online course called the Arch of Titus. It's on Coursera.com, and it's taught by a a leading Israel scholar, historian, Steve Fine. Uh, many people know Steve, but uh, you should take a look on Coursera, um, and I think it's Coursera.org, and look for the Arch of Titus or Yeshiva University. And right. We've had 2,000 people do this already. It's phenomenal. This is reflective of Professor Fine's efforts. He, he uh, chairs our uh, Center for Israel Studies, and he, in fact, uh, made a study of the uh, Arch of Titus and the Jewish uh, um, reflections. In fact, he's given tours uh, to Rome where students can look at the, uh, um, unfortunately or fortunately, all the artwork that depicts the, uh, the, uh, the, the sacking of the temple and the bringing of the menorah to Rome. And uh, and he's done research that that brings out the colors of the Arch of Titus, and he's also a very colorful um, um, uh, educator. So it's something wonderful to do. And of course, students take his courses live uh, and in person at Yeshiva. And now he's a colorful online presence. And the cor- and the online course is free. It's a free course. It's a free course. There you go. Coursera is a is an online enterprise that uh, that invites select and high quality universities to contribute academically to an online presence that is free, and it's certainly there to whet the appetite of all people uh, not to come and take courses, but to remember that you have to keep growing. Wow, very nice. Well, with all the things we discussed today, I remind you that. Uh, uh, Yeshiva University has established the Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies, named in recognition of the major gift from Drs. Mordechai and Monique Katz. And Yeshiva University has launched an online MS in marketing uh, as part of the Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies, supporting the SIM School of Business in the launch of this new program for the digital age. Information about both of these things, and of course everything we've discussed this morning, you can head to the website yu.edu. In terms of the uh, online MS in marketing, special website, marketing.yu.edu. That's marketing.yu.edu. And as, uh, as Dr. Russo mentioned earlier, you can also use yu.edu slash cats for information on the brand new program and to see if this is something that will fit in uh, for your academic pursuits or maybe a family member's or friend's academic pursuits. Uh, I thank you, Dr. Russo. Good luck with this thank as Yeshua uh, University continues to expand. It's a great feeling to make announcements like this and see that the uh, university continues to to grow and to offer so many wonderful things. And President Joel, 
I don't know exactly what our timetable is, but I hope things are going well and that you're uh, thank God things and are that going you're taking your time in finding a successor. The timetables are critically important. We're counting the minutes. Our daughter Ariella and son-in-law Shlomo are expecting a baby within the next two weeks. All right. Those Shout are the most up. important uh, timetables. Okay. Uh, Paul, is, uh, who's a great acquisition for us, and we're delighted to have him, has done the wonderful work in launching this new master's in uh, in uh, speech pathology and audiology, which we hope to start in, in September. We're starting for next year. You talk about timeliness. Uh, we're exploring, uh, uh, through the school, an associate's degree program in management for students who want to be at Yeshiva and uh, would uh, uh, find it more comfortable for them to take a, uh, a, a, a differently paced program so that they can pursue a, uh, an associate's degree while they continue learning Torah. Those are the things we're involved with. Uh, in terms of your wink to me in terms of timetable, um, I am uh, completing my 13th year as president of Yeshiva University. Not enough. It's a great privilege, but it does equal about 68 dog years. <laughs> and, uh, and that comes, frankly, after 15 wonderful years uh, uh, being involved with Hillel. Uh, so uh, I have expressed to the university my fact that I think new leadership is always uh, wonderful and appropriate. There's so much that uh, my team and I wanted to do and that we've been able to do. There's still so much remaining in terms of tomorrow. So the university is conducting a, um, a search for my successor. And, Maybe uh, that's what's taking so long. They can't find a suitable replacement. And, oh, there, there must be so many suitable you think replacements, so? I don't know. including ones who are listening right now, and they should certainly <laughs> make inquiry. Um, I'm com I'm deeply committed to Yeshiva University. I'll continue to serve as president until a suitable successor is found, and then I will assist in every way. And as a reward, uh, I get to spend full time. Um, teaching. I'm the Bravman Family University professor, and I look forward to spending time uh, uh, teaching students, which is ultimately what this university is about. So even if I'd get a large crowd to chant four more years or something similar, it would not have any effect on you, you say? You could have a <laughs> Trump rally <laughs> screaming for me. And, you know, when it, we, we, we all embrace in, in Jewish life the concept of Baruch HaTob B'Voecha, Baruch HaTob B'Tseisecha, that your coming should be blessed, and it's equally important to be intentional about embracing tomorrow and seeing what's next. It's been a privilege of my life. Uh, that, please God, uh, is something that continues. But the ultimate privilege of my life is Esther, uh, six children, so far four uh, children-in-law, uh, eight grandchildren, and Mirza Hashem growing by one and then two over the next several months. You'll still visit us? Uh, Only if I'm invited. Once your tenure's over? Hmm? You'll still visit us here? I think this is this is one of the great pleasures. I didn't expect Only this to become such a start to our emotional oh, breakaway. Only, uh, <laughs> Only if you invite me. My commitment to you is such that I said I will come even though along with the presidency goes my wonderful driver and, uh, and guard and, you'll still and my up. car. And I will still show up. And all you have to do is send a car for me. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Thank you, President Joel. Thank you, Dr. Russo. Continued good luck and a special greeting to all of our friends up at Yeshiva University. And Always God bless you, Nachum, for the wonderful services that you do for our people. I greatly appreciate that. More coming Thank up. You, a pleasure, Dr. Russo. Thank you. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. <laughs> 